today's Leading Women episode 211 with the wonderful Michelle Glass. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Michelle Glass. Michelle Glass is the Vice President of Clearpoint CCS, the second largest nonprofit credit counseling agency in the United States. She has recently wrote a book called The Veterans Money Book, a step-by-step program to help military veterans build a personal financial action plan and mop their futures. Early on, she founded the consulting services company Beat Debt Inc. and developed educational games and workshops designed to teach concepts on reducing credit debt credit card debt, and building up savings. She later sold the rights to her company and workshops to a non-profit credit counseling organization. Women of the world, Miss Michelle Glass, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on the show today. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. Now, Michelle, I really like what you're doing with your business and with what you're doing at the moment. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Yes, I can. So um, my first company that I started was, as you mentioned, Beat Dad Incorporated, because I was passionate about helping people who had financial difficulty. Um, So I would design educational games. I designed board games and card games to help in my efforts when I would do training for the family to kind of limit the the amount of problems and arguments that couples were having about money. I later sold that company and now what I do is I still create games, but I do more authorship and writing. So today I've written a book called The Veterans Money Book which again talks about what I'm passionate about, which is helping people with their finances so that our veterans, men and women out there who have served our country in a time of war and outside of a time of war, that when they come home, they can feel confident that they can take care of themselves and take care of their family and deal with their financial issues and not have the stress of coming home to overwhelming debt. 
Wow, I really love what I'm hearing about your your business that you've developed early on and all now that what you are concentrating or focusing at the moment. And I love that you are focusing on the veterans and writing this book and helping them. And I'm sure, you know, for our listeners out there with this, you know, who I mean, shout out for our veterans out there who really uh, are helping our country. I really appreciate that you have this one out there. But what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start this, uh, writing this book for veterans? Our listeners would really love to know what was that that prompted you to start this? Well, for me, I think the defining moment was when I would go out and talk to different people about financial issues, and I had the opportunity to talk with some family members of veterans that were telling me that their loved one was coming home and they were suffering from things like PTSD and traumatic brain injury and battle fatigue, and they were sitting on the couch and did not want to get up, did not want to go to the VA, could not really focus on going to get a job and they were struggling financially. This one lady that I talked to, her husband was, he, he had just come back about three months ago and he was told that he needed to go to the VA and start writing a resume to find a job. He couldn't even focus on that. He could barely get out of bed in the morning because he was dealing with some traumatic issues of dealing with coming from a war and seeing other people killed in front of him. And she said, you know, I can barely pay the gas bill this month. What am I going to do? And that's when I knew somebody had to do something to try to help our veterans know that there are resources out there that can help them during this time and that they're not alone, that they should reach out and get in touch with some of these organizations that will specifically help veterans with these traumatic issues. Wow, I was really hooked into listening to what you've just shared and I totally agree with you. I mean, the, this group, the veterans, I truly believe that it's one of the areas that really need our, our support and especially coming back from from uh, serving our country, even other countries, for example, and coming back with all of this stress and the trauma uh, that they've experienced being uh, in the war. And uh, I could totally you know, picture that and I totally understand or imagine the families that are dealing with this. And so I'm really you know, great to know that you are there, one of them that are helping and supporting them because it's really important to support our troops, to support our veterans who have done great service for our country. And I truly believe that if we are if we can help them, if we can help them get out there and be be uh, active in our community again, that will help them with the stress and the trauma that they have experienced. So I, I commend you for doing this. And on that note, i love for you to share our listeners, what was the, the compelling vision for you that made you continue to drive to our success by helping these veterans out there? I think for me, the compelling vision is, like you mentioned, community involvement that it's all of our responsibility to help those who have sacrificed so much for us to have our freedoms. And my vision is, is that when veterans and particularly their family members who are still here that are trying to support their loved ones that are deployed, that they have the resources here to help them through that process, that the community joins hands and and helps them along the way because there's so many difficult things. I remember when I came back from my deployment overseas, 
And when I went back home, that was the only where that was the only place I could go. I was pretty much homeless. I hadn't saved any money. I was suffering from some traumatic things that happened to me. And when I went home, my family had no idea how to communicate with me. I was so withdrawn. I didn't want to talk with anybody. I shut myself up in my room. And finally, you know, I had to make a decision because my family said, you're going to have to leave and figure out how to help yourself because they were going through financial issues and they couldn't take on another mouth to feed. And in my book, I talk about how traumatic that was for me to have a couple of weeks to pull myself together and figure out what to do to find a job, to find a place to live. And that's why I see it as being an easy way for someone to end up homeless, like so many of our veterans, where they just have nowhere to go and no one to turn to. And I have been in that situation. I know what they're going through. I'm so lucky that I wasn't homeless, that I was able to somehow dig deep down and figure out a way to find a job and get an apartment and to start my life. But it was very difficult and very traumatic. Wow, what a compelling vision that one is. And I love that you share your experience because that, for our listeners out there, who can relate to, to your experience. You know, they can see for themselves that they too can do it. They too can overcome these challenges uh, that they are facing because you've, you've been through the shoes. You've walked it. You've walked the, the, the talk, as they say. So thank you for sharing that because that's really inspiring, especially for our listeners out there who are veterans or who, have, who were troops at some point and then also for their families um, as well. So I love that you share that. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners, what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur and a successful author and that our listeners can learn from? You know, I really look at creativity as one of the pillars of what has helped me you know, have the things that I have at this point. I took my creativity and my ability to dream of things that aren't available. And then I utilized my project management skills and techniques to think of what this would look like as a finished project and then every day work on it, no matter how tired I was or how how much work I had at my full-time job. I spent every day plugging away at it until I had something finished and viable that I could offer to the community. So using your creativity, whatever it may be that drives you, that you're passionate about, utilize that to create a service or a product that you can then offer to the general public that can make their life easier. And don't give up on that dream, whatever it is. Utilize each hour of each day to think about what are ways I can make it better? What are things that I can do to help other people? How can I be of service? And I always look at what I do as being of service to other people. How can I make their lives a little bit easier so that when the family's together, the family can actually be together and not think about the problems that they're dealing with? So those are the traits that I really hold on to tightly. And I 
have started that from 20 years ago. Those are things that I learned, you know, um, to just stick to it and never give up. And whatever your dreams are, always hold on to those. Wow, great lessons with what you've shared. And uh, the good news is that what the, what uh, um, Michelle has shared with us, we can all cultivate and adapt them in our lives. So I'm really big on what you said about being creative and finding ways to create something that will make other people's lives easier or that make a difference to other people's lives. You know, if we know that we have something that we can leverage on, that we have skills that can help other people, it is our responsibility to create that thing, create a product that will help other people. So I love that you share that one and totally on board with you with being, uh, with not giving up on it is on the passion or on the dream that you have and Knowing that this one can help other people's lives, you really um, have to be tenacious in achieving them so that you can see the, the result in other people's lives that you are impacting their lives. So I love that you shared that one. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur and as an author. You know, we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through these challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Mm -hmm. That's an excellent question. I would have to say that one of my biggest challenges is financial. How do you know when you should take all of this money that you've saved and put it into your business? Or what do you do if you have a great business idea and you don't have the money to get it started? That is a big challenge that many people face and it was one that I faced myself. So. The way I approached that was I looked at ways of, how do you say, bootstrapping, where you do what you can with the resources that you have. So, for example, with my game, if I were going to design another game today, what I would do is I would market the concept of the game. I would have five prototypes that I could play with people. And then if they're interested in the game, I would have them make an order. And so they could pay, you know, 25% down or 50% down and then utilize that money to purchase a bulk order once I had enough of the orders. Instead, what I did years ago was I scraped up every penny that I had, thousands of dollars, and I made a big purchase of games. Then I was so stressed in how I could sell this inventory. And that's one lesson learned that I would share with all of the folks out there. That women, if you're thinking about, you know, starting a business and you think you have to buy 10,000 units of inventory, you don't have to do that. Because that will put you in a situation where you're cash strapped. So talk with your customers and say, who's interested in buying this product? And if you're interested, would you like to go ahead and place an order and then wait until the inventory is in and then we will have the product available? And would you be willing to put a down payment on that? Some people, if they like your product enough, they might even want to pay for it up front and say, okay, I'll wait the three weeks until the product comes in. But asking your customers, what they want and not putting yourself in a position where you're cash poor when you're just starting your business. 
Wow, I totally can relate to the challenges that you have just shared and I'm sure a lot of our listeners can because this is one area, especially when we are starting out, that is a challenge, you know, bootstrapping our business. You know, we don't have the in, uh, you know, the in resources, financial resources to build our business, uh, especially for, I'm sure for most of us. So it's really important to, you know, use our resources, use our financial resources effectively. And uh, Leah, I love what you shared about, you know, not creating a lot of, you know, having too much of inventory without first um, asking your customers, for example, if they, if your product, if they like your product and one way that you were doing it is to pre-sell, for example, or ask them if they are willing to pre prepay for the products that you are producing and then, uh, and then fulfill that one. Because that's one way of knowing also that, our idea or our product is uh, what our customers like or what our customers love. So, so instead of uh, creating big or huge inventories or having huge inventories, ask your customers on what they're like and if they are willing to prepay for it. And more often, if your product is really helping them out, they will be willing to do that. So I think that's one way, especially nowadays with the power of the internet, you know, we don't have to have huge inventories. You know, we can, we have these resources wherein the patient, uh, the, the customers can order and that's when we produce the product. So there are a lot of ways to, to deal with this. So for our listeners out there, let's learn from what uh, Michelle just shared with us. With And the takeaway also is that for whatever challenges that we have, there are a lot of resources that we that that we can use to, to deal with those. So not let those challenges be a deterrent for you moving forward. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? That is such a wonderful question. And it's something that I'm still struggling with, having that balance, because sometimes it's hard for me to turn my brain off <laughs> because I'm always thinking of other things or new books to write or new products that could be available. But one of the things that really helps me to maintain work-life balance is to keep a list with me. And if I'm getting ready to go to bed and I'm worried about some things that I need to finish, just writing those things really quickly down so that I don't stay up half the night trying to remember and um, stressing myself out so I don't go to sleep. Um, I do have a young daughter um, who I love dearly and Part of me has, well, I used to have a lot of guilt when I had to travel for different events. And so one of the things in regarding keeping that healthy relationship with my family is I've gotten really comfortable with her father keeping her and the way he does things may be a little bit different from the way I do them, but he's been doing a great job. So for me, that gives me comfort that I don't have to worry and have to say no to different events because I'm thinking I have to be everywhere and I have to be with my daughter and I can't go to this event. 
but I get very comfortable now with knowing that my family back home is taken care of and they're safe. And that gives me more comfort and for my family that everything's okay and that, you know, I don't have to be involved in every single aspect. So, you know, if my daughter has a doctor's appointment, I feel so comfortable that her father will make those appointments and will take her and, you know, all of those things will be taken care of. So that takes some of the stress off of me as well. In regards to health, I always try to make sure that I'm eating a balanced diet, getting plenty of sleep. If I do fall behind where I'm working on a project and I don't get enough sleep, I try to make sure that I don't go two days in a row feeling tired because that will start to affect other areas of my work life, um, such as even commuting to work. I don't ever want to be on the road sleepy or something like that. So it's my responsibility to make sure if I've had a long day that I make that up quickly by getting plenty of sleep and um, staying on track and utilizing that list that I have to keep me on track so that there is balance in my life. And if there are things that I can't do because I can't, you know, squeeze it into the number of hours or it's a project that I really don't want to take on, I've learned how to say no to people. And many folks don't say no, especially when you're doing a new business, but sometimes you have to say no because it's not there's not enough time in the day to get everything done. And I don't want to neglect my family life and my business life. So if there are projects that really aren't um, feasible for me to do, aren't profitable for me to do, or just don't make sense in the scheme of what works in my business and what my business plan says, I do say no to a lot of those opportunities. Wow, huge takeaways with what you've shared, and I totally uh, on board with you with uh, with uh, the tips that you've just shared. That you read to one is to make a list or to write down, you know, what what is it you have to do, um, and then put it, put them into writing because that's one way of guiding. You, okay, what needs to be done today? What are those priorities that has to be done today? And work around it, and also to involve your family. And you know, we have to have if you have the support system around you, you know, that can take care of other things while you are are working on your business, for example, or where you are on the road or where you are on a trip, for example, knowing that you have support system around you that can take care of your family. That's a huge uh, takeaway there. And also to set boundaries. I mean, learning to say no when you when you have to, when you need to. And uh, we don't have to say yes to everything like what uh, what Michelle just shared with us. You know, So we, it's all about setting priorities and making time to have to making time for those that are important to you. That's the great lesson here. And I love that you touched upon really taking care of yourself. I mean, by eating a balanced diet, getting enough sleep, I mean, working out, making time for this, that, you know, that can take care of ourselves because I truly believe that our health is our greatest investment. And without it, we won't be able to build this business that we are passionate about doing. So it's re- it all starts with really taking care of yourself and making time to do those that are important to you. So love that you shared that one for our listeners to learn from as well. 
Right now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. You know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? For me, success means time. That I have the time to do the things that I want to do. And that is how I define success. Um, in the past, when I was, you know, working a full-time job, going to school full-time, and then had part-time work, there was no time for me to do anything that I wanted to do. And yes, there may have been money coming in, but it wasn't successful for me because I wasn't able to enjoy my life. So for me, doing what I love, being of service to people, um, being able to share a tip with someone and then seeing, oh my gosh, I never knew that, or I wasn't sure about this resource. I'm so glad you told me about it. Hearing those words when I teach a class or when I talk with a, a group of people, that is success for me. And then knowing that, you know, I don't have to um, struggle every day to make ends meet and don't have the time to spend with my daughter. That to me is success. Just having the time to do the things that I want to do to vacation when I want to, um, that feeling of accomplishment that I've done something. And for when I look back over the things that I've done, like the games that I've developed and the books and all the other interviews and things that I've done, that feels like a sense of accomplishment and not that it's a check off list, but it just feels like I've done what I could do to help people. And for me, that is success. Well said. I love your perspective on success. And I totally agree with you. I mean, success is all about having the time to do the things that you love, being able to help others as a result of what you're putting out there. I believe that the true essence of success is that one. It's not all, it's not going to be the, you know, the dollar, the financial matter. Of course, we, we have to, we have financial metrics that we have to achieve as a business owner because it's part of being in business. But at the end of the day, what really is that what really makes us happy is knowing that we are making a difference in other people's lives because of what we're putting out there and that we are able to make time for those that are important as to be, be doing what we love, uh, love to be doing. So I love that you shared your perspective of success for our listeners as well. Before we get to the highlight of our show, let's thank our sponsor. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. 
That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? I would say get training and get the free training. There are so many organizations that can give you training on how to be a successful entrepreneur, how to get the business started. I took advantage of those programs and I still do today. Um, I would also say don't do it alone. If there are pieces of your business that you're not comfortable with or don't understand, then reach out for support. Um, uh, many entrepreneurs aren't real comfortable with doing the financial aspects so getting a bookkeeper or getting a, a, an accountant to help you with that so that it doesn't hold you up from the process. So don't do it alone. Get the training. And then the last piece of advice I would give is follow your passion. What you're passionate about will keep you motivated when it gets tough. So follow your passion would be my last piece of advice. Wow, great lessons and takeaways with what you've shared. So let me just summarize those again for our listeners. So the first one is to reach out for support and not do it alone. I mean, I truly I'm agree with you that there are a lot of resources out there that we can tap into so you don't have to do it alone. And then to get training. And yes, there are a lot of resources also online and offline where uh, on how to become a successful business owner or how to build a business. Especially nowadays, we have the technology we have the resources out there it's all about knowing where to get those resources and how to ask for help when we need to and then the last one is to follow your passion this is really huge i mean do something that you that really inspires you that really motivates you because like what what michelle just, just said you know there are going to be days when there are, are going to be challenges along the way but when you are doing something that you are passionate about doing that won't be a a, a deterrent for you to move forward so thank Thank you for sharing those tips that our listeners can take action on today. Now, Michelle, I'd love for you to talk about your new book, The Veterans Money Book. What Give our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with the book and where they can get it and what's the best way that they can connect with you and then we'll end from there. Oh, wow. Well, let me tell you, um, the book is wonderful. It is a book that is specifically for veterans. However, the book, I've been told by some of the reviews online that it can help anyone with their personal finance. So that's wonderful. I'm glad people feel that way. But it, it talks about setting goals and dealing with debt, um, what to do if you're behind on your mortgage or you can't pay your mortgage, um, how to reshape damaged credit. And many entrepreneurs find themselves at a standstill when they want to start a business and their personal credit is bad and they weren't understanding that they needed to fill out the application that also included their own personal credit. So sometimes that's a shocker for people. But specifically for veterans, we talk about 
how the world has changed while you were deployed. And we talk about the different stages that you go through and the challenges that you face when you come back from um, being at a time of war, like the personal or emotional, mental, behavioral, and physical challenges that you may have in addition to the financial things that you're going through. And then we talk to our veterans about how they can utilize their veterans' benefits to fit into their overall financial plan. And many, unfortunately, many of our veterans are targeted for scams. So we talk about the different scams that are out there, how to avoid those, and then how to protect themselves um, with different things like, you know, seeking the VA to get resources, what to ha- what what to do if you're facing challenges when dealing with the VA. Like we've heard on the news, there are some different challenges that people are going to with scheduling appointments at their healthcare provider and how to reach out to veteran service organizations that can help our veterans that are dealing with those such challenges. So all of that is what we talk about in the book. Wow. So it's like a blueprint and for, especially for the veterans, uh, for our listeners who are veterans out there, this book is really a, a blueprint for you. And there's a ton of resources that uh, Michelle have on that book. I mean, setting goals, personal fine, talking about personal finance and you know, dealing with debt or damage credit. Uh, this really a, a huge uh and important topics that we all can learn from. So that book is the Veterans Money Book by Michelle Glass. And where can they uh, purchase the book? Well, the book can be purchased online at Barnes & Noble or in a Barnes & Noble store near you. It can also be purchased online at Amazon.com and wherever other books are sold. All right, so check her book. That's the Veterans uh, Money Book on Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com. And what's the best way that they can connect with you and continue to learn about what you're putting out there? Well, to connect with me, uh, you can go to my website, which is michelleglass.com. Uh, that's M-E-C-H-E-L glass.com. And I have a ton of resources out there um, for different things that I've done. I've done several interviews um, over the years with Fox News, CNBC, um, radio interviews. And then, of course, I've got lots of videos out there. And I write a, a monthly blog for Equifax. Uh, which is one of our nation's, one of the nation's largest credit reporting bureaus. I write a tips blog for them twice a month. So uh, there are links to all of those resources on my website. And that's michelleglass.com. That's M-E-C-H-E-L glass, G-L-A-S-S dot com. And for our listeners, I highly recommend you or encourage you to check our websites, check the resources and the strategies and tips that she's sharing out there. And especially to pick up her book, The Veteran's Money Book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Michelle Glass or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. But again, the link is michelleglass.com and her book again is The Veteran's Money Book. Michelle, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and 
wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.